This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music excoria of the order and led us to make this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own. Unless you disagree, please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 127 and from 1962. We have the most ironically named album yet. Modern sounds in country and Western music. Uh, all right. Listen, I can't remember what we're supposed to do at this point. I think right now, guys, let's let's not mess around. Okay. Let's just get to our intro. Let's turn it on. Hey, are we are we doing the mess around? Is that now, what we were getting at? Russell, can you put in the chat the difference between libel and slander? And I don't want there's no reason why. Okay. I just wanna I just want to clarify some things up. But in the meantime, let's play uh, K-Rob. Let's just put it on. Maybe well, maybe a fun song will come on. Slander hopefully we... spoken. Spoken SS. Spoken slander. What if it's oh, sung? A, a mnemonic device. Sung? Slander sung? Mm-hmm. That's not slander then, is it? That's not slander then. Oh, ho, ho, loophole. Thank you. It's okay. slander. <laughs> Spelled the same. What? Sorry. Oh, wait, I just read. Okay, let's turn on K Rob. I get it, Rob. I get it. All right. Aaron has demands what he wants it now. Yeah. Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, no. Answer your phone. Aaron wants a copy of your book for free. You got royal knowledge. We all went. Same college. Oh, yes. And Aaron just <laughs> wants a free signed copy. You've got a book called So Many Thoughts about royal fashion for adults and tots on Amazon at $17.99. But Aaron wants a free and it won't sign the Holmes. No, not that one from Theranos. Oh. Aaron wants a gift for his sister, but doesn't want to spend money. Oh, Liz. 
the homes. Give us one of your tomes. Oh. Aaron will only accept a signed copy. I believe that's the first time I've done the full song. That was so good. That was a modern sound in country music. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed the Shyamalan type twist of that song turn. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. <laughs> you thought that song was about one thing, but it was about. I thought at the end, like Rob was going to turn out to be Aaron's sister or something. That would have been the true. That would have been the real twist. Yeah. I could not believe that you have a sister. I just was blown away. What do you mean? I was, I was writing that song. Yeah, I was like, he Russell wants a book my sister. for his sister. And I was like, wait a minute, sister. I've never heard of this person before <laughs> in my life. I, I listened back to make sure I wasn't making a whole song about something I made up. You have a sister? You've yes, never yeah, mentioned right. her on the podcast. Yes, not yes, once. Sure, yes. Yeah, no. yes. Not once. No. I, I bet you I did. Can, you know what? I bet you I cut did this, right? Zero. Yeah. I mean, like, so but you've got like is this half sister? Is this the half sister? This is all the way. No, this I don't have any halves. No, this this one's full, full on sister. Stepsister? Do you have stepsister? I have a stepsister too, yes. Yeah. But no, this, okay, this that's is, the one I remembered. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I thought you were <laughs> I thought you were talking about your stepsister <laughs> one See? So I was not aware either. Aaron's yeah, life <laughs> Aaron's life I is bet, a tangled you know web. We should go back if we go back to episode zero. I no. bet that I mentioned my sister when I talked about Whitney Houston because my sister had zero. Pink, True. Yeah. My sister <laughs> had to the, be fair. The pink. Nobody, tape nobody should go back to episode. No, zero, don't do it. Right? Yeah, don't don't sure not go back to episode zero. My sister. Aaron, what did you say? What did you say? <laughs> Disaster of an episode. Do not listen to episode zero, anybody. Don't please. Do it. Don't okay. Do it. It's not worth it. Just accept that Aaron has a sister. It's. True, and I'm not making quotation marks with my hand when I say it's true. You'd be true, better off so. going back to find the Deborah Beck episode, which we all still can't find. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. You need to stop talking about stuff she, from it's, episodes it's, past. And just for our future weeks, so you know, it's Debbie Beck because I was looking for it again oh. for something, but it's oh. Debbie with a with an I E. Ooh, I E. That, that is a hot name, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I, if if I was married to a Debbie, I feel like whew, I feel like just saying that people would be like, "Yes, this guy's a real stud." Yeah, like you would go for a job interview and you say, "My name's Rob. I'm married to a Debbie with an I E," and they'd like You're be like, hired. Hired? "Hired." How much would you like to be paid? Yeah, <laughs> name your price. My wife's name now is Uggo Jr. <laughs> what? And she changed it. Oh. Yeah, her name was, name. It, it, yeah, it was Priscilla. And then she changed it to Uggo Jr. And I was like, I don't, that doesn't, it's not good. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, but, they're like, Uggo was my mom, right? <laughs> please call me Uggo Jr. Because Uggo is my mom has, and I take it has seriously. Has anyone ever met a woman who's a junior? Why don't, why don't women name their children after themselves? Has anyone ever met? Well, you, I, I never have. I, I don't think many people take the mom's last name. So that's why name? it's tough to be a junior. That has nothing to do with it. Yeah, but the, but the uh, yeah it does. Okay. If my kid was Amelia, <laughs> Amelia, how could she? Well, God damn it. Fuck that. I got to edit that shit out. <laughs> Just bleep it. Okay. If my social security over. number was 145. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, if she was Amelia, whatever my wife's last name is, then she, then she could be a junior. No, she couldn't because my wife's name is not Amelia. Guys, not Amelia. This is confusing, okay? <laughs> this is a tough way to start an episode. I feel like I'm writing a math book. <laughs> I'm sorry to take us down such a... Do you think the math deep. book people are ever like, what chapter comes next? And they're like, you're fucking fired, dude. That's basic shit. <laughs> can, you, okay? can, you, can you imagine like being in the room with like all the smart math people that are like, no, I like Chicago-style math. And the other person's like, no, I like the other kind of math. 
Matt's looking at his watch. We need to move it along. <laughs> He's like, I was say, no, you know, I was a math major, so yeah, I was in those rooms with all those. What are your thoughts? Kids. Chicago so, yeah. math. Your style? Style? I have no idea. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I just did it. I just, I just got a math major to for to hang out with the chicks. Oh yeah. What do you do? You have math glory days, Matt? Like what's you know? Because I, I remember my athletic glory days. You have math glory days. Uh, no, not None. even close. You don't, you no. can't remember. Do you guys know the most famous music that goes with math? Most famous right. music. I believe that would be the quadratic formula. X equals negative B plus or minus square root B squared minus four AC all over two, two a. a. Okay. Listen, nice. if you're still listening, text the Bex line and I'll send you a dollar. Okay, if you didn't fast forward 30 seconds as soon as math, Russ started thinking it's going to get a math song, song, I'll send you some money. Uh, listen. You know who's listening? The pleasure principal. Oh, yeah. He's, he just yeah, he just went from six to midnight. He's like, we're going to yeah. talk about math? He, he got a little movement. He, yeah. he got a little movement. Yeah. Yeah. A little think, movement. He's, he's thinking about number yeah. five now. He's like, well, maybe. You got to watch out with that guy. He, he gets a little movement going. He has another kid. That's going to watch that. <laughs> Listen, the angle used to be obtuse, but that's getting more and more cute by the minute. <laughs> You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, listen, <laughs> welcome to Beck Did It Better. We are talking about albums that uh, Rolling Stone have decided are the 500 best albums of all time. We are talking about Ray Charles, Modern Sounds and Country. Okay, everybody's favorite album. Everybody's talking about a lot of college kids I've heard playing this album. And listen, okay, uh, I've got three guys here who love to talk music, and they love to listen to me talk about things that aren't about music. Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, bye-bye my Saturday night. Bye-bye my happiness. Hello, recording this podcast. I think I'm going to cry. Oh. <laughs> I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Guys, I love you all so much it hurts. Oh, no, no, no. That's just my eyelids from having to stay up so goddamn late <laughs> to record this podcast. It's getting, it's getting, getting snippy no. tonight, Rob. Yeah, and we, this is the first of a double, so this is very good, very good sign. And I've got Aaron, who out in California, Aaron texted me earlier this week and he said, you know, this album to me just sounds like this. It was, beep, beep, beep. And it turns out he was listening to the modem sounds of country and Western. Oh. Modem sounds. Get it? Hey, well. Hey, that, wasn't, that joke wasn't too bad. You have to be like 36 or older to get that joke, don't you? <laughs> right. You have to have an, AOL, an hey, AOL screen name. I give that joke a 14.4K. <laughs> That's at least a 56K, Rob. <laughs> at least a 56K. Aaron, do you have something funny to say or what? Let's go. We're on a podcast. Rob, the other night, dear, while I lay sleeping, oh. I dreamed I held you in my arms. Oh. But, but when I awoke, I was mistaken. <laughs> so I hung my head. And I cried. Let's talk about Ray Charles in the modern times. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a good one, Aaron. I saw you set that up, but I love it. Okay, let's get right into the voicemail. Ooh, we got a voicemail. People still call into the show? Oh, that's great. Well, I'm going to push back on that idea a little bit. If you listen to our next episode, you might see that maybe we're not getting the number of calls we need, maybe, to like that would be good. Um, but this is, and this is unrelated, this is an Instagram message to the Beck Instagram. So what? let's play an Instagram Slide message. Into the DMs. No way. Okay. Yep. Well, this is what we get. So it's either this or we're looking at uh, Two Steps Forward, Two Steps Back by Paul Abdul. So it's kind of up to you guys. Uh, I mean, let's listen to this voicemail. Like no brainer. Tell Russ and Aaron they can rejoice. All right. So what he is talking about, this is, of course, from Magic Mike. And what we're, he is talking about is this 
De La Soul is finally streaming. Yes. Oh, okay. yes, their whole catalog. And this wow. article is definitely behind the uh, Washington Post paywall. So Magic Mike, <laughs> that's a wag of the finger to you, my friend, because I cannot read it. So we're just going to assume that De La Soul just put a period. You just got to put a period after the, the last part right. of it there. Right here? Yeah. I hit enter. Holy sh... Uh, oh, that's, that's, I almost gave up. I almost blew my mind. That's such a highfalutin thing to do is to send people uh, news Go stories incognito. that they don't have access to. Rob. That only it. works once or twice. <laughs> I go, I, listen, if going incognito only works once, I got to save it for after this podcast. Yes, I, okay. use it now. <laughs> I can't do it right now. You guys know what I did immediately. So I saw this, uh, I saw this actually last night. I, I logged into Apple music and, and there's a splash page there to show me that De La Soul is coming to streaming. But of course, what's the first thing I checked for once I knew De La Soul was coming, which I am excited about. Oh no. You just, you want to make yourself unhappy. I had to see if Hardcore Jollies was there yet. It's still not there. It's still what? no Hardcore Jollies, but I'm just hopeful. I feel like Dale Soul, once that's there, then that's going to pave the way. Do, I don't we, think do we know, I'm guessing the article will, will tell us, but do we know, are they going to get paid or their, are their estates going to get paid or, you know, how did, how did they get settled? Any ideas? Did you read anything, Rosie? I don't know how it got settled, but I am on the Dale Soul mailing list, like the band's mailing list, and they sent me an email Okay, and from the De La Soul official site. So if wait, if we assume wait, they're wait, still wait, involved wait, wait, with their wait. own official website, then they should be okay on this. Yeah, everybody's just talking like what Aaron said is totally I, I normal. Hear, I hear what you're hearing. Who? <laughs> I was like reading the article and I was like, "There's something in the back of my bed," and like my spider sense was good enough. I was like, "Aaron's talking about getting an email from a website." I was like, "Yeah, but I got to read this article." And then I was like, "Yeah, but he's saying some fucked up shit." So, Aaron, who did you get an email from? I'm subscribed to the De La Soul D list. It's not a big. It's not like. That's that weird, how, but you know, well, I got an email how many from bands, the band. How many bands do you subscribe to their mailing list? For? Oh, this I got to hear. I'm not go, sure. Go to it's your not, email right now and search. I mean, it's like a few from, I don't know, it's a few from Bandcamp. It's like, uh, you know, De La Soul. I don't know. Let me just search band and see what, I don't know. This this could this could turn out bad. Let's see what happens if I search band and let you know. One, two, three, four, go records, Pinhead Gunpowder. Um, yes. All right, I was on the border. I was on the border, but I got to do it. I was so I was like, yeah, maybe he, maybe he's right. Maybe I'm abnormal for not being on multiple websites. I don't know, but yeah. So anyway, it, I th I think this is good news for De La Soul for the guys, but I, I can't say that for sure. I, they don't, you know. I also get emails from President Biden, and then I respond to them with with you know not very kind words they're so. not they're not they're not uh, classified emails are they Aaron? Oh, yeah god. that's what i'm oh my god when you <laughs> hey, started this hey, it turns idiot. out this time everybody makes mistakes okay this time it's actually not that big of a deal it's totally different okay. this time it's totally yeah, it's different. different oh well, we found some more yesterday but it's still different no it's still oh, different so they're going to be on spotify and apple music now i did that with yes. a simple google search magic mic which you could have sent instead of a very complicated washington <laughs> post link and that article was long it was really hard to read there's a ton of words did not understand what's going on Instead, I typed it into Google and I read that first little box that comes up. It's not even a website. You just read it. That's where I get most of my information. And it turns out it's coming uh, to Spotify and Apple and others. March. So. Yeah, I think uh, first week of March. Oh, well, so we have exciting. exciting. It's very exciting. I, I mean, yeah, you remember how hard it was to watch uh, or for me to listen to that on YouTube was brutal because yes. you've got it, you have a, a 110 minute YouTube clip. And you never know what song you're on, right? You're just listening yeah. and you're praying, trying to watch, you know, watch your list of songs. It's impossible. And you can't close your browser or your phone or whatever. You're just like, oh, I'm stuck here listening to this. Yeah, you can't take it with you in the car. 
I'm telling you folks, you got to own your media. Okay. Do not listen That's to people the out there. Do not that listen to people the out there that you can get enough streaming things to be happy. You never will. Okay. Nope. Instead, you just simply subscribe to a Usenet crawler that will get you uh, torrents down to your uh, uh, thing where you you automatically uh, catalog it into Plex. All it takes is about two or three days straight on your computer in the summer, not sleeping, and all you're thinking about is this, and then it mostly works unless you're away from the computer. So it's easy enough to do. Okay, look it up on Reddit. It'll only take you about three weeks of constantly tinkering with it to get it to work right. All right, let's get into rolling going. It's good to hear this Magic Mike 69 is still listening. I'm excited. He's still partaking. It sounds like he's current. We just talked about De La Soul a few days ago. Now, Matt, is it true that you all, are you perusing the uh, Back to the Better Instagram? Are you on the Back to the Better Instagram sometimes, just like I am in charge of the TikTok? And don't look at what the TikTok's into right now because it's it's fine. <laughs> okay, it's just I, fine. No, I, I, I do look. Yeah, no, I do look yeah. every once in a while. So yeah. I can also say that you have not been responding to any Instagram messages as well as me, right? No, I, I, yeah, I'm not responding to anything. It's I would a collective action that. problem. Yeah. yeah, so we need to all get together. And I don't know, do we need to respond to Instagram messages from our fans? We can s- separate ourselves from them, right? We don't want to have a Robert De Niro situation where he gets me in the sauna and tries to stab me. From the hit movie, The Fan. Okay, if you guys remember that. (laughs) Oh, with uh, the Giants? Yep, saw it in the theaters. Was it Wesley Snipes who was playing like a faux Barry Bonds? Yes, exactly. It was. (laughs) Oh, right. It was. And he stabs. And it's a very believable scene where Robert De Niro, who's approximately one million years old, stabs a very athletic-looking Benicio Del Toro in the sauna with absolutely no trouble at all is able to murder him. So, spoiler alert, by the way. Benicio not looking so athletic anymore. Uh, Listen. Okay, let's get into rolling going. How's it going with you guys? Aaron, how's it going with you? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah, it's going it's going great with me. Um you, you mentioned Robert De Niro. I st- I don't know if I told if you guys knew that I had never watched Heat to its completion until about a month ago. Yeah. But I did and I still wake up at night like thinking about like why didn't Neil go back? Like why didn't Neil just it still bothers it's, me. It's heartbreaking. Oh, why did why did he do that to himself? Um that's why you got it. It's like Matt says, though, you got to have a philosophy and stick with it. Like that's that Matt has taught me that on this podcast. Yeah. And listen, if your philosophy is that you're going to be a thief where you can drop anybody at any time to get away, you need to be able to do that. OK, or if you're like me and you can't say no to people and then eventually all your obligations pile up until it stresses you out incredibly. That's fine, too. It happens. Do you need to talk about this, Rob? Do we, we want to get into it a little bit? Vice corner? No, God, no. Wait, what's your advice? What you should do cut, so much what stuff. What can we cut from our okay. life, Rob? Who should who should we stop talking to in our life that mm. you know, would help us? Yeah, what, mm. what would what would cut about three and a half hours every two weeks? <laughs> yeah, and that's that would be if you don't edit it. So I guess no, let's see. Hmm, what would that be? That would only be if you just made it. I maybe didn't even do all the sound stuff. Is there any is there any to. other people that maybe use you just because you happen to live in New York and can potentially place bets for them or yeah, something? Do their, right. do their name right. spread with fourteen twenty? Yeah. Matt, you're right. I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> I know what's awkward. You're totally right. You guys weren't there, but you know what's awkward is when when 1420 comes up, this is the person who's on our text chain who we don't respect him enough to call him by his name. So Matt's calling him by 1420. You haven't put his name into your phone. Again, cyber bullied. We haven't put his name into our phone. So I went out for like a, a guy's night out for the college football championship and 1420 in person. And then I'm looking around. I'm like, he listened to the podcast. He heard it. He knows yeah. all about it. <laughs> well, we called him out. Yeah. We're, and yeah. I'm looking around. I'm like, 
main host isn't here. Aaron's not here. Matt's local. Matt's not here. And now I'm the only guy. You got to take out. Yeah. How did it go? How did it go? Repeat it for me, Russell. I am playing a character. Okay. I That's am all you playing, need to say. I am playing a character. That's all you need to say. It gets you out of anything. <laughs> now, I would like to say I was not cyberbullying him. Go ahead, Aaron. I had a couple of things I wanted to discuss. Number one, we talked last week about people telling the same story back to back. And this happened to me once in high school in driver's ed. And if I ever, if I ever told you guys this story, but I was, we were driving. Yeah, you just got done telling it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would be badass if you repeat that, Rob. Just double it up. Just double we, up that last little bit or the whole story. The whole story. All right. My I'll driving partner was Ryan Hollenbeck and we were driving with Mr. Holdridge. He was our instructor and we were driving to Nevada, which is like, through 30 miles from the town where I grew up. And it, it, it's spelled what? Nevada, but yeah, it's spelled Nevada, but in Iowa, we call it Nevada. And on the what? way out <laughs> to Nevada. You're a driving instructor. Nevada? So during your driving lesson, you're driving like 30 miles away from your house. Where the fuck are you to going? Nevada. Like, yeah, you just take Highway 30 or whatever. You just you just like hop on Highway 30 and drive it to Nevada. It was We're going like, to learn how to get stretch. really bored in the car. I'm going to show you yeah. how to like, why shuffling CDs is actually pretty cool. I got right. a six CD shuffle in the trunk. Hey, Aaron, so, Aaron, hey. I know a guy who's a driving instructor. If you need more driving lessons and I could, I could introduce <laughs> you to him. But unfortunately, I think I sat in his couch spot a while back. So he might not be training you're, my friends. It's on, actually on, really fun when you're driving with this person who's a driving instructor and he hits the brake on you, a 40 year old man. He's hitting the driver's <laughs> ed brake thinking that you should have stopped earlier. What a father-in-law move. <laughs> <laughs> man, what a family you're, you're joining there. So we were driving to oh. Nevada. I don't know if it was me or Ryan driving first, but on the way out there, Mr. Holdridge told Nevada. us a story about a woman who was pregnant and did not know she was pregnant and gave birth at the tractor expo oh. in the mobile bathroom. Oh, so that's on the <laughs> way. Wait, wait, to wait, wait. The mobile bathroom, like sponsored by the gas station. Yes, the, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 porta potty. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. I thought you meant Johnny mobile. on the spot. Yeah, I yeah, thought you meant like, Johnny oh, am I going to go in the holiday bathroom or the mobile bathroom or the, the Sinclair the, bathroom the or the quick toilet. trip? I would okay. do the holiday. They have better tasting Gatorades in the holiday I, than the mobile. You know what? You're not wrong. Holiday has, there's something about their cookies yep. where I'm like, damn, when I go back to Minnesota, that's one thing I do. I get the back of the nut cookies from holiday and I'm like, home sweet home. Yeah. And I kind of no wave way. to my mom as I drive by the house and she's like, did you stop and get cookies instead of seeing me? And she's she's got a whole tray full of macadamia nut cookies. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm sorry, like, uh, I, got the, I got the holiday cookies. Uh, I'm she's a little, is she a little German lady that lives yeah. in the in the woods? Yeah. Ooh, Hello, yo, come to my cookies. Ooh, follow breadcrumbs. Put your head in oven. Wait a minute. <laughs> So we drive to Nevada. He tells the story about the woman who gave birth in the, the porta potty and didn't know she was pregnant. Yep. We get to Nevada. We switch drivers. The other person drives back. He tells the same story word for word, less than one hour later, as <laughs> though he had never dealer. told the story before. <laughs> yeah, it was the black yes. check dealer. Yes. I mean, can you imagine? This story is a 100% unique story, possibly made up. He told the same thing word for word and didn't acknowledge that he had yeah. already told it. Aaron, did, did uh, you get her, her not phone number or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> she sounds very dedicated. Yeah. Russell's like, hey, you want to bring this full circle? Let's make a baby in this outhouse. Save some money on some uh, healthcare costs here? Or? Sorry, Listen, probably not make jokes. If I come in you over the blue water of the porta potty, you can't get pregnant. That's a birth control. <laughs> oh, my God. The I guess I should have known better. It's like it's oh, like that. It's like an episode of Lost where like you dip your finger into the water. It's like the fountain of youth or something, right? Oh wow! So that's that's it. I, I, oh my god! 
But what's going on mm-hmm. in the hatch? What's in the hatch? The, I don't understand. The, the, <laughs> occupy, the Occupy button is just turning on and off really fast. Oh, now faster, now very slow. <laughs> So hot. Those. Okay, go ahead. I just, Sorry. I just, I, I, you guys were talking about the blackjack dealer retelling stories last, last week. I'm yeah, driving. you just got done telling it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would be badass if you repeat that, Rob. Just double it up. Just double we, up that last little bit or the whole story. The whole story. All right. My I'll driving partner was Ryan Hollenbeck, and we were driving with Mr. Holdridge. He was our instructor, and we were driving to Nevada, which is like, through 30 miles from the town where I grew up. And it, it, it's spelled what? Nevada, but yeah, it's spelled Nevada, but in Iowa, we call it Nevada. And on the what? way out <laughs> to Nevada. You're driving instructor. Nevada? So during your driving lesson, you're driving like 30 miles away from your house. Where the fuck are you to going? Nevada. Like, yeah, you just take Highway 30 or whatever. You just you just like hop on Highway 30 and drive it to Nevada. It We're like, going to learn how to get stretch. really bored in the car. I'm going to show you yeah. how to like, why shuffling CDs is actually pretty cool. I got right. a six CD shuffle in the trunk. Hey, Aaron, so, Aaron, hey. I know a guy who's a driving instructor. If you need more driving lessons and I could, I could introduce <laughs> you to him. But unfortunately, I think I sat in his couch spot a while back. So he you might not be training You're, my friends. It's on, actually on. really fun when you're driving with this person who's a driving instructor and he hits the brake on you, a 40-year-old man. He's hitting the driver's <laughs> ed brake thinking that you should have stopped earlier. What a father-in-law move. <laughs> <laughs> man, what a family you're you're joining there. So we were driving to oh. Nevada. I don't know if it was me or Ryan driving first, but on the way out there, Mr. Holdridge told Nevada. us a story about a woman who was pregnant and did not know she was pregnant and gave birth at the tractor expo oh. in the mobile bathroom. Oh. So that's on the <laughs> way to Wait, 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 wait. The mobile bathroom, like sponsored by the gas station? Yes. The, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the porta potty, you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. I thought you meant Johnny mobile. on the spot. Yeah, I yeah, thought you meant like, Johnny oh, am I going to go in the holiday bathroom or the mobile bathroom or the, the Sinclair the, bathroom the or the quick toilet. trip? I would okay. do the holiday. They have better tasting Gatorades in the holiday I, than the mobile. You know what? You're not wrong. Holiday has, there's something about their cookies yep. where I'm like, damn, when I go back to Minnesota, that's one thing I do. I get the back of the nut cookies from holiday and I'm like, home sweet home. Yeah. And I kind of no wave way. to my mom as I drive by the house and she's like, did you stop and get cookies instead of seeing me? And she's She's got a whole tray full of macadamia nut cookies. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm sorry, like, uh-huh. I, got the, I got the holiday cookies. Uh-huh. I'm she's a little, is she a little German lady that lives yeah. in the in the woods? Yeah. Ooh, Hello, you come to my cookies. Ooh, follow breadcrumbs. Put your head in oven. Wait a minute. <laughs> So we drive to Nevada. He tells the story about the woman who gave birth in the the porta potty and didn't know she was pregnant. We get to Nevada. We switch drivers. The other person drives back. He tells the same story word for word less than one hour later as though he had never told the story before. (laughs) Yeah, it was the blackjack dealer. I mean, can you imagine? This story is a 100% unique story possibly made up. He told the same thing word for word and didn't acknowledge that he had already told it. Aaron, did, did uh, you get her, her not phone number or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> she sounds very dedicated. Yeah. Russell's like, hey, you want to bring this full circle? Let's make a baby in this outhouse. Save some money on some uh, healthcare costs here? Or? Sorry, Listen, probably not make jokes. If I come in you over the blue water of the porta potty, you can't get pregnant. That's a birth control. <laughs> oh, my God. The I guess I are spermicide. It's like it's oh, like that. It's like an episode of Lost where like you dip your finger into the water. It's like the fountain of youth or something, right? Oh wow! So that's that's it. I, I, oh my god! But what's going on in the hatch? What's in the hatch? The, I don't understand. The, the occupy the occupy button is just turning on and off really fast. Oh, now faster, now very slow. 
So hot. In those. Okay, go ahead. I just, I just, I, I, you guys were talking about the blackjack dealer retelling stories last night. I wanted to get that one in there, but then the moment passed, so I had to share it again because I, I was 15 years old in this habit. I've never forgotten it. So, are you looking at your buddy in the car? Are you guys laughing? What, what are you thinking? No, because what, going no, on? because it, well, that's the odd thing is that one of us is driving, the other one's in the back seat, and then the the teacher is in the front seat. So we couldn't, we couldn't look at each other while it was happening. So we had to get out and we're like, you know, we're two 15 year old dudes who like are probably pretty dumb anyway. Yeah. Like we get out of the car and we're just looking at each other. Like, did this really, did this actually happen? Did this person really not practice safe sex? I would love to. (laughs) (laughs) Sanitary (laughs) sex. I got, I got two questions. All right. One what is Ryan Hollenbach doing now? We always like to go back to what yep. Yep. Rosie's buddies in high school are doing now. Do we know? Yeah. I think he does nuclear medicine in Kansas somewhere. Oh. But I, I, I've lost track of him on the socials. But his family was big into nuclear medicine. So I think he took over the family business. And he's around he's other toxic blue chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> Different, yeah. I'm going to have to keep that in now. Just believe it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Shit. I'm, try- I'm trying to figure out this. The schedule for your driver's ed too. So you get two people in the car yeah. and you spend an hour. Yep. One drives a half hour out. Yeah. The yeah. other drives a half hour back in. Why not Pretty two much. why not two half hour sessions where you drive out fifteen minutes, back fifteen minutes, pick up get dropped off so you don't have to sit in this car anymore. And then Ryan Hollenbach can go do his fifth, you know, half hour. Question. What what's up with that schedule? This might be a good time for me to just sneak in that I did hit a home run against Ryan Hellenbeck when I was 14. Oh, oh, oh. How do you like that, sloppy tater, Ryan? center field and who's that in right field barfing his guts out it's aaron from the future yes. i was gonna ask i was gonna ask of aaron's sister that we just figured oh, yeah. out if the shoes went yeah. out there puking her guts out the pitcher is leaving the game and he's headed to the porta potty oh no he's diverting he's clearly he's got a problem with this porta potty this over here. sister is like a fight club scenario i think where at the time we're gonna find out that he's just been talking to this person it's like i want to sign copy of that book yeah i'm gonna get you what i know the person that is just aaron looking in a mirror with hair drawn on just it just like the female version of myself in the in the mirror. Um, I don't know what the I think the theory was that you could you could learn by observing someone else drive also or it was just like they wanted to keep yeah. the kids busy for longer, you know, because otherwise you were going to be like out there causing trouble. So you need like 8 hours behind the wheel, right? I think so. I mean, With an instructor. Remember. So yeah. did that half hour count because you were technically behind the wheel? You're just two seats back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <you're not. laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> otherwise, you're just literally wasting a half hour of your life. That half hour must have counted, right? What else the was I going to be doing? Like, I mean, we had 8-bit Nintendo at the time. Like, What else no, was I going to be doing with my life? Oh, it's it's July in Ankeny, Iowa. Like, I had a lot of other stuff I needed to take care of. Could have been hanging out in Nevada. (laughs) Nevada. You have better things. You don't have anything better to do than to hang out in the back of a driver's ed car on a 30-minute car trip that has nothing to do with you. Life hasn't changed much. Now has it. Look what you're doing tonight. (laughs) I know. What were you doing in 1995, Rob? Summer of 95. I bet he was at Perkins. (laughs) 95? Summer of 95. What was going on in Rob? Perkins. Let's see. Let's see. Perkins running with his buddies. Yeah. Yeah, no, I no. Actually, you know what? You're right, Aaron. I requested, I did ride-alongs with my driver's ed instructor because I thought it would help me learn better. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, Plus, yeah, what yeah. better way to put like extra extra people who could be injured by a terrible driver? Yeah, right. Yeah, let's put a few more in the That's back. That's what of the I was seat. thinking more. Yeah, the legalities of it. 
you know, the driver's ed instructor is like, God damn, I could make more money if I could do double and charge double for this. But how could I do that unless I straddled the two cars a la Teen Wolf, one foot on each? But that's not going to work. I know what. I'll tell a kid that's sitting in the backseat and he's going to learn by watching. So I said, that's what I had this week. How's it rolling going with Matt? Uh, good, good. My, my list is failing me, guys. What? I got to get back on the list. What? I got to get back on the list. So I've got something I found on the internet at some point, just, you know, in the last right, six nice. months. It's like my fallback, X-X-N-X. rolling, going, oh. you know, when I can't find anything else to talk about. So I've got questions for you guys, and I'm oh. trying to figure out if we can narrow this down. It's a little bit of a tournament, kind of a little bit of a tournament. Oh, right. but a tournament. A tournament. Got, uh, well, you know what that sounds like then? That sounds a lot like a song clip that I definitely can find. The and now, music. the tournament for Matt's things he found on the internet. <laughs> the interweb. All right. We're going to break this down. Okay. You guys... You've got to share an office with one person. Okay. Who are you going to pick? Hmm. Okay. We're going to break this down. Round one. Are you going to share with someone who just got engaged or the guy who microwaves the tuna? Oh. Oh, just, geez. Just, just, got just who are you going to share an office with? Just you. You and one other person. The guy, you've got to share an office. The you guy wanna, just got engaged. I don't see why that, that matters. Like, usually when guys get engaged, they oh, don't the gal. Want. Well, let's see. This one, this picture is actually a gal who just got engaged. Or a that's guy, fine. Very, like, then, because then or you're going to talk about stuff that's not about tuna. work. Yeah. Guy, the guys I know don't even... Guys don't even tell people about that. They just... They come <laughs> in and, like, they... Like they take PTO a few, you know, a year later, and you don't even know why they were out yeah. for a week. And they're like, "Oh, I got married." They, they, yeah, people they don't want to. They don't want to tell that. you because they don't want to invite you to. You know, that's yeah. they just see like a hundred bucks ahead, hundred yeah. bucks ahead, hundred bucks ahead, hundred. I don't need to invite these people. What service fee? You guys okay, wouldn't believe so how, that that hundred bucks that I that I invested from not inviting Rob. It's making me huge bank right now. Right, unbelievable. Sick. It costs you a hundred bucks per plate at your wedding. Jesus Christ! I don't know. <laughs> You it can't that. be the, can't be the food person. The food working next to someone who's got bad food is that's no way to All go. Right, so no, the engaged person. Okay, round yeah. uh, next next uh, side of the bracket. Knockout round. Lu- Lewis, the known farter, versus no. Shiloh, who only listens to Radiohead. The oh. farter or the Radiohead? Oh, Radiohead. <laughs> this Radiohead. is what really All made me day. think about this. <laughs> I think it's the farter. You want to the, with the farter? You're choosing the farter. The reason is like the Radiohead fan would have so many other <laughs> annoying qualities that would that, that can't be encompassed in one sentence. Like it's got to be everything would be terrible about him. Have you guys ever been in a room? I was at, I was at dinner tonight with with some friends of my son, and so it was two five, two kindergartners and a four year old. And at some point, someone just ripped the dirtiest fart you've ever smelled in your life, and you realize like. Fuck, that could have been me. I could have just let one go. And no one says yeah. anything. Like, it smells right. terrible in there, but nobody says anything. Yep. Well, <laughs> Leo did tell us today that he he always admits to his farts. And he yeah. did today. We were riding around the van. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go with a known farter. He's, you know what? He's kind of like the George... He's Radio like the George Washington you know, farting. You know what, though, man? <laughs> like, your son is setting himself up to be that because everyone... Like, no one ever claims... Like, if you're in a room and someone rips ass, everyone's like, oh, I, if I smelt it, I, you know... I, you, People did this. You smelt it. You dealt it. But like everyone always goes, I claim it. Like everyone claims they claim it or yeah. if they do it. And at some point yeah. in life, that changes. Right. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't know. No, not me. It's it's very funny as a teacher to have a child fart in your class. It's hilarious. It's one of the funniest things. <laughs> and then I always say like, 
hey, don't get too excited about this material. Like, <laughs> I'll be like, lunar eclipses are like, I'm like, yeah, right, we got to move this bracket along. We move this bracket along. No. Okay. The third set here. Daisy, who wears all natural deodorant, or Caleb, who does CrossFit. Who we who we going with? Who is he going to share an office with? The natural mm. deodorant gal or the CrossFitter? CrossFit See, probably I, makes me feel bad about my life all the time. Like I come in and I'm drinking a Red Bull and eating a, a beef uh, jerky and they're oh. doing that. I feel bad about myself. <laughs> Red Bull and beef jerky, gas station Russ is back. <laughs> <laughs> we already got over the fart. Wait, you are the farter. <laughs> He's got Red yeah. Bull He's like, if you try these macadamia nut cookies, goddamn, they're good. <laughs> I would definitely share with the CrossFitter. I love that kind. Of, I would, I would love to just ask the CrossFitter two questions and let him go all day. I'm fascinated by that shit. I would Rob, you got to break that. the tie. You got to break the tie. I'll Rob. tell you what. I gotta go. I got to go CrossFitter. Uh, I do think, number one, it'd be fun to ask how big his wad was that day. And number two, (laughs) and number two, I just get a feeling if you had natural deodorant, you're going to get a pubic hair on the toilet seat situation. I just, that's just a, that's (laughs) just a thinking I'm having. Okay. If you're using Tom's of Maine, you're leaving some pubes on the toilet. So just a, just a thought. So, so far we've got just just engaged, only listens to Radiohead and, and the CrossFitter. The last one. Okay, and then we'll we'll break it down. We'll go even quicker. So Wallace, who's like a hundred, you want to share an office with Wallace, who's like a hundred, okay. or Susan from Human Resources. Oh, oh Susan from Human Resources. Oh, HR, oh. The dirt. You want to? HR is the devil. Mm. You want to yeah, stay? Know. I know, but you you know where the bodies are buried. Matt, then. can I ask you an important question? Yeah. Does Susan have a nice body? <laughs> no, Susan's. <laughs> huh? And yeah, I mean, it looks like she's like a middle school teacher, you know, maybe like late thirties, you know, a little blonde, you know, lives in New York, extremely hot. Yep. I know she works in HR, but if I said okay. that uh, she ha- had a nice body, would would she hold it against me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think she, she might? <laughs> I, <laughs> I too would take the human resources person. I think you are getting the oh good God. dirt. I think you're getting you the get best, the, the most fertile dirt. You can sow the seeds of gossip I would, like crazy. I would, I would personally, this is the I would run from human resources before I run Uh-oh. from any of these other people. But that's just me. Uh-oh. All right, let's go quick. That's so we've got a cocktail party, but but sharing an office. You want to be, yeah. you want to be keep your enemies I, close. You know what? I go talk to the human resources all the time when I'm drinking at a school function. I think it's like a challenge. It's like this. It's like you're meeting the final <laughs> boss. It's like a challenge level. Where you're like, hey, did you hear about the car I invented that uh, if you, sucks you? If you still have a job the next day, you pass the challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. challenge yeah, level. It's fun. <laughs> it's like putting right. Guitar Hero on Legendary or whatever. Let's go with Susan from Human Resources and Hannah, who just got engaged. Who are you going to office with? <sighs> just got engaged or the, the Human bracket. Resource Gal? See, I'm yeah. still HR. I'm HR all the way. That's the number one seed. For yeah, me. I would go HR. That engaged shit, I got to admit, it is annoying. I, I I worked with somebody who got engaged by going, the, the person took him to Paris and took him up to the top of the Eiffel Tower what? and proposed. What? Oh, and I was like, yeah, this doesn't make me feel good. So, <laughs> Did they fly their parents in too and everything? That's people. the worst one. Oh, that's, I just wanted your parents to be here too, so I fly your parents. So yeah. That seems like a terrible decision, though. How do you live up to that? How 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 do you how do you how does your marriage live up to that trip to Paris? How does your first anniversary lives up? Your your whole life Russell is downhill. Russell seems very interested in this topic. Russell yeah. seems very interested in the topic. Yeah, we should he's wearing a beret. This through, yeah. 
Why is he wearing a beret? That's so strange. He's he's got French Duolingo on his phone. All right, so we're going with. I've been looking for Macron's wife. <laughs> All right, only listens to Radiohead and does CrossFit. Who we who we officing with between those two? CrossFit. Who? What was the first one again? The Radiohead only listens to Radiohead or CrossFit, dude. I gotta go CrossFit, dude. Okay. I'm also CrossFit because he's probably got extra beef jerky. He'll share. There was a guy I worked with once that used to go do dips. He would in in our cubicle space. He would put his hands on two cubes yeah. and then do dips in the Winter middle green. of the cubes. Dips are great. <laughs> oh, I dips thought you meant wakes you up. I thought you meant like skull. Like he's going outside. He's like <laughs> he's doing dips. Put in a big dip. So now Golden I think we've got Hagen. human resource gal so and CrossFit guy, and I'm guessing you guys are gonna go with. I gotta human go human resource or CrossFit. I, I gotta go human resource. I think it's God, so you fun. Guys are nuts. I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's I fun. You get the good dirt. You see. clowns want to stay with the human. That, that's just yeah. that that mind's mind boggling to hey, me. Stuff. You get the inner inner sanctum stuff. And yeah, maybe but you're also like one bad fart away from getting fired or getting written up or something yeah, like that. I so mean, that's hey, true. I don't know. You got to live for something or die for nothing. You guys know what I'm saying? Yep. And so I, Rob, let's let's play the Olympic music one more. We got to we got to get out of this. We got to get out of our tournament here. Do you think that, the final winner is Susan from Human Resources? Nice. Hey Susan, I've got this popcorn. Uh, do you want some? Oh. Dig deep. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so hot? Don't uh, worry about it. Don't so that's worry my about rolling it. going for today. We we got that. So Russell roll or no Russell roll going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Things are going really well. I actually yesterday was a big day in music history. I don't know if you guys know this, but it was the 54 year anniversary of Johnny Cash performing live at Folsom Prison. Did you guys know that? Yesterday was the day. No, I didn't. know Yesterday, yesterday was, was the, the anniversary of it. 54 wow. years. I think it was in. I think four years. Is it 68 or something? That seems about right. Yeah, it sounds right. So I actually I found out about this uh, a theatrical performance called the Folsom Prison Experience. It was at the Ames Theater, not in Iowa, Aaron, but up in Burnsville. Uh, Is that by Nevada? (laughs) Ames is by Nevada, in fact, right on Highway 30. So I went to I went to the Folsom Prison Experience. It was an awesome show. So I you walk in and the first thing they're they're selling like jumpsuits if you will jean shirts and they're giving everyone a what? sticker so th- they're immediately setting up that you are in the audience oh. at Folsom prison so uh-huh. everyone gets all, a sticker all, with like a, a number on it everything you want to buy a shirt you can buy a shirt but you walk in immediately there are guards kind of walking up and down the nice. stage caged heat they're like they're pointing at you and if you've got a bottle of water or a coke or something they're like contraband get that out of here so it's like they're treating you like the audience. The yeah. whole show is essentially they're re-performing live at Folsom Prison with Johnny Cash, and you are in the audience. It was a fantastic now, show. Dude, now, Russell, this would explain why you have that sharpened toothbrush. Okay, that's so strange. <laughs> that you, we call it a Murder was the case that they gave me. <laughs> So uh, there was, this was a really cool show. I got, I know you guys, you know, (laughs) one of my influences for Johnny Cash was Rob used to sing a lot of Johnny Cash in college. He was really good at it. So no doubt. uh, But I had a, I had, it was a fantastic, fantastic show. They probably sang about 20, 25 songs, but I thought I could share some of the things I learned about that day in Folsom. And I thought we could talk about it if that's all right. I'm here for it. Oh, wow. I still have to do Rolling Going Remember, so keep that in mind. <laughs> but first thing, did you guys know that there were opening acts at this show? No. Did not know that. Really? There were. The first one, according to this thing, there were, I will say this. Was, what, was the Carter family there? 
June Carter was there, but she's on okay. the album. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Carter? I will say this this show did take some creative license with some of the songs that were performed. So we, like I they got like three songs in a medium like this is not the same order of the album I know. So <laughs> So, so they, they won't let you bring a Coke in because they want to be authentic as hell. Yeah. They're going to fuck with the list. Let me get to it. it. Let me get to yeah. it. Okay. And then so, the guards come over and say, oh, excuse me, you're talking too much. You know. <laughs> so the first thing they come out, so you're sitting there and kind of all the lights are on and they've got come with some, they're treating you like the audience. They're kind of saying like, hey, you know, we're going to have yeah. the warden here today and people kind of start booing a little bit. Yes. murmuring. It was fantastic. So. The first person who came out and opened the show was Carl Perkins, Blue Suede Shoes. Did you guys know Whoa. that? Oh, my God. No, I didn't know that. But I knew they were on the, I knew he was on the Sun label. I, yeah. Am I playing this, Russell? Yeah. Just put, okay. yeah. I thought, I thought, I was like, that's too great of a coincidence if I'm not playing it. Uh, great, great opening, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And plus, he invented, you know what Carl Perkins is really, Perkins is very famous for? He invented the tremendous, tremendous 12. 12. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I was gonna say the exact same thing. He's like, he's like, oh, goddamn, baby mama. I love having three Have you pancakes. ever seen a joke coming from further away? The rest of the coming all the way from three pancakes, hash browns, and something else that makes it 12. He's That's two going. more things. I can't remember, baby. And his cousin Luther Perkins invented the appetizer Jackson, right? <laughs> it was that comet that comes around once every 500 yeah. years that's coming around. Oh, if that, that joke came from farther away than that Perkins comet. Perkins had invented the appetizer sampler, he would be in my manger on Christmas. Like, that's who I would put into my manger. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a so, tree topper. So Carl Perkins gets done, and then there's another opening act. I didn't expect this one either. The other opening act was the Stadler Brothers. Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. And according to this show, really, what a show! They actually sang backup on a few of the songs. Yeah, they, it's like concert. on some of the bonus uh, bonus tracks on some of the streaming versions of the Stadler Brothers. This is a fantastic song, yeah. right? You would think you would awesome. recognize those guys singing background when they're like. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that guy ever oh. hangs out with the guy from the Oak Ridge Boys? And he's like, hey, seriously though, how big are your balls? <laughs> like, great. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of your balls. One interesting, they also the 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 show was really good, but they also had some trivia on the the what, what do you call this? The flyer for the playbill or whatever you want to call that. Yeah, yeah um, right. it's a flyer. But I, I found flyer. out that. Uh, at Folsom Prison was the third best-selling album of 1968. Can you guys guess oh, what albums were better sellers in 68? If 68, would that be like, that's too late. So you early throw for, a ball over a plate. That's too early for <laughs> Hendrix. Well, the Beatles revolver, should be Is there. that Revolver? Or is that 67? Probably Sgt. Pepper. Sgt. Yeah. Pepper came out in 67. I believe the correct album, the correct one from the Beatles is The White Album was in 68. Okay. Yeah, it came wow. out in 68. Yeah. And then the crazy. other one is a song we've heard once, but you would never have gotten this. I'll just help you guys out. It's Inagata Devita. It was oh. the second uh, biggest selling uh, album of 1968. That one's kind of like, you know, did you did you guys have it where you, you voted for the homecoming queen in high school? And there was always like Six uh -oh. or eight we that were all part of like the same, you know, the popular crew ever. And then there's yeah. one from the band and one from some other. Yeah. And the band chick always won because yeah. they, they didn't, everybody else split up all yes. the votes. Yep. Is yes. that kind of like what In and Agata Vita is? Like everybody <laughs> just was buying all sorts of albums, but yeah. there was only one main group buying In and Agata Vita or <laughs> however you say right. that. Right. And the yeah. next thing you know, two years later, Indica Vita is giving birth in a porta potty at a mobile <laughs> something. I can't remember. 
bringing home macadamia nut cookies for the <laughs> baby daddy's mom. Hey. <laughs> that seemed like a pretty big splash. Let me look. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> he told me you, just, you could pull up on the cord, to be fair. Uh, you could just pull it up. So another <laughs> It's like, it's I, I like apologize free solo. It's free solo. He's born free solo. He's like, you don't pull it back up. <laughs> Just kidding. Free solo didn't use ropes. I know. Don't, don't, don't. Text. Russell's trying so hard to bring this back. No, I, I just, he's trying pauses, so I don't know when to jump in. Pregnant, pregnant pauses. Pregnant pauses, if you will. Yeah. Pregnant. Don't message me. I know free solo didn't use ropes. I know that's why it was solo, so I get it. My fault. Okay, listen. When I said the baby going in the porter potty on his umbilical cord was like free solo, I was wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. Free solo didn't oh. use ropes. <laughs> More like a so another interesting ahead, thing about <laughs> another interesting thing about this album. Did you guys know it was recorded on the day that his divorce went final? Wow! Oh no. no, I did not. I did not. <laughs> Could you imagine if you guys got divorced and then had this huge like event to go to on the day it went final? Would that mess up your your group or not? Oh no! Who played that? That was bad. I should who that accidentally played. <laughs> was that on purpose? Was he like Vivian's not getting any of this? Yeah, yeah we, we can't admit this stuff, but I did just talk to a guy yes. who uh, just got divorced. He's an attorney. Oh, no, legit, geez. legit. And I got to think that the only reason that he's got just a little bit more pep in his step, based on what this other guy told me right. that I talked to from North Dakota, we'll leave it at that. Oh, This is like the best day of his life. It's like two people. He's got, a, he's got a, just a little bit extra pep you in his step so? of this album because of it. Yeah. I don't know, though. If you got divorced, you'd be like, I can masturbate wherever I want. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have to go out to the living room because she's sleeping. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yippee. I think that's what it'd be like because you're just like, I'm going to go out and meet women. And it's like, how actually, I can turn up the volume on my porn and sh- share play it over the Apple TV. I can turn it up all the way. Nobody could stop me. One of the coolest things at the concert, they do the, the intro songs and everything, and you're waiting for Johnny Cash to come out, right? And so the, the, the guy who's the recording, the producer or whatever, the album comes up and he's talking to the audience. He's like, Okay, Johnny Cash is going to come out, but for the purposes of recording, no clapping, no nothing until he comes out. And until he addresses you, then you can respond as you would like. But until he addresses you, don't do anything. So Johnny Cash walks out and immediately half the crowd claps anyways. They're not not paying attention. (laughs) So the guy stops, you know, he's hollering it, but he comes out and it's just silence. And then he does the very beginning of Folsom Prison Blues. Rob, you can hit it here. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. And he hits this, and the crowd goes nuts. Like, I am pumping my fist. I'm screaming and hooting and hollering, and the whole crowd is just loving it. And how did he do? Did he nail the hello? Did he get it right? You know what? He did very good, and it took me a minute, because the first two singers were, or the groups were great. And if you're a huge Johnny Cash fan, like Rob would probably know every kind of note of that song. He knows like when he goes up and down, he knows it perfectly. And the guy kind of changed it a little bit here and there. Like the pace was a little different sometime. And I was like, oh, no. But then once he got going and got the groove, he was fantastic the whole night. It was really fun to listen to. So, again, they won't let you bring a Coke in. Uh But this guy can change up, you know, the the (laughs) rhythm of everything. Uh, It wasn't significant changes, but the biggest thing I was going to talk to you guys about is uh, uh, the second song in, I knew it wasn't dark as the dungeon or whatever. The second song, I, I knew right away something was off okay. with the order of the song. So immediately they're taking some creative license. And at first I was like, man, I don't know about that. And then where it really threw me off is later in the show, 
they started playing popular Johnny Cash songs oh, that no. they definitely did not play there. Like A Boy Named Sue was not at Folsom Prison. It's in Definitely the other, not. it's in, what's the other one, Aaron? San Quentin, yeah. Uh, Walk the Line. I'm not sure if they played that in Folsom at Folsom Prison either. Uh, I don't think they did. I don't remember that. On and it. so there were a handful of them where they played them just kind of out of nowhere. I was like, oh man, I don't know about this. But it's if people go to a Johnny Cash show like that, they want to hear those hits. So you guys were kind of hesitant with you know creative license like that. But the coolest thing they did on the whole night was there's a part where the the warden comes out and he's yelling at Johnny Cash. He's just, you know, calling him a piece of garbage. Like, I don't even know why you're here. And the crowd is just booing the shit out of him, right? Everyone is going nuts. Yeah. And I'm like, this is exactly what I wanted. It's just people losing their minds, screaming at the warden to get off stage, or whatever. But he's yelling at Johnny Cash. And afterwards, the lights go out. It's just dark. And a spotlight comes right down on top of Johnny Cash. And he's like thinking about what was just said to him. And all of a sudden, he just strums those notes from Hurt. He did and it. The crowd, and, the, and the crowd went ape. It was just ape, ama- ape shit at the beginning, silence for the whole song. And then as it builds and builds, there was a bright light that started coming on from behind him. So this bright light started coming on. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It, it gives me chills even talking about it. It was so That's much awesome. fun. Keep going, That's Russell. Awesome. It's not quite there yet. Keep going, Russell. <laughs> Okay, I, was I, so I take pumped. it back. I see how that would be. That would be fantastic. I mean, this is like the song that brings people to tears, right? Okay, it was so. It was so outro, well done. Rob. Play the outro. We can't. That's it. That's the show's not going to get any better than that. Yeah, that's it, it. It was a fantastic show, but I will say, if anyone wants to check it out, go to FolsomPrisonExperience.com. They do have like a few other shows over like the next six months. They're very small theaters, though. I think there's one at some theater in Excelsior coming up in a few months. Anyone wants to check it out, I would highly recommend it. I thought it was super fun. Now, let me ask you this. Did he play Cocaine Blues? Yeah, he did. But he didn't play it fourth like on the album. He played yes. it in the, after the intermission. And the other song I'd want to hear was, and this is I, this is going to show what kind of person I am, The Legend of John Henry's Hammer. Did he play that? I love that one. It's a great song. It's a good That's one. A song. It's a great one. Rob has been to prisonexperience.com, but not Folsom Prison Experience. <laughs> you just have to be careful with your URLs listen, there. Listen, these women are caged up for crimes they may have committed. How are they going to get out? Speaking of your caged heat, Rob, rolling going. How's Can it you going imagine if you were in one of those things and there's the woman was like, fuck me through the bars. And you're like, well, how, how big are these bars? I'm so sorry. So like, sorry. I can only I like, this it's like, you really have to delete. It's like, okay, what if I turn sideways? Maybe. <laughs> What, what do you call those walls that you used to be into, Rob? The the, the glory hole? What was it? What? Wall? What was the, the hole? I think they were called glory days. Oh. <laughs> the one you used to be into. Yeah. Uh, Rob, right. Rolling Going, how's it going with you? Uh, listen, Rolling Going, I just went to uh, They Might Be Giants concert. And just like tonight, you just like I, you just got home, you're saying like, you I just, just got home today. I have never gotten so many compliments from guys that look like me on my shirt that I'm wearing. They love this bowling. Surely they, they thought it was so good. Uh, and I, there's a couple things I wanted to tell you about the concert is that, uh, first of all, if you want to see a concert with a bunch of guys getting super excited and kind of bouncing around and wives looking very, very bored, I highly recommend going to a They Might Be Giants concert where wives are dragged there to listen to it, obviously. Much like my wife, who uh, said she had a good time, but I don't believe her. I don't can, think can she's Can people just truth. make an agreement like, hey, this isn't for you. Let me, I'm just going to go solo tonight. Like, can, can couples not do that type of thing? She She wanted to come. So when she wants to come, Russell, I can't say, no, I'm going solo tonight. 
And maybe that's been an issue maybe in the last week or so. So I actually have to like kind of like not do that too much. Matt, I know you've gone to, I've seen you go to, you go to concerts by yourself or a show to yeah. by yourself sometimes, but don't if, you? If she, if she asked to go with you, you have to say yes, right, man? Like, yeah. that's, I mean. No. You want to say I mean, yes. That's one thing. But going to shows solo, especially like that, Rob, like you're a huge fan, right? Yeah. I mean, hello. you know, so then. Hello. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. I play Dr. Worm. Everyone here is getting excited for Istanbul, but we know that's not your best song. Play Dr. Worm or No One Knows My Plan. That's me as a big fan. Uh, but I wanted to show you my... So Jenny went to me with this show and she sat there. I'm now going to do uh, just a little bit. And we'll see if this makes the show. I'm not so sure it's going to. But we're going to do, guys, just a little bit of a list of songs that Jenny was confused by at the They Might Be Giants show. Okay, and I'm going to nice. do it in order of being confused. Hey, Rob. Play Particle Man. Play Particle Man. <laughs> you know they did, but I was, that's, I, every all the real fans were like, hmm, gentle applause for Particle Man. It's on flood, so we're going to respect it, but the real OGs know you're not that impressed by that song. It's kind of a... Not really, not really a true fan song. So the the one I when I when I realized I was there with Jenny and they started playing Road Movie to Berlin. And and I looked over and I realized that my wife had sacrificed a Saturday night to come to this two hour concert where they played two sets. Now, 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 Aaron and Matt and Russ are sacrificing a Saturday night. Sacrificing one Saturday night. So at that point, I was like, "Oh, yeah." I kind of forgot that this is like, I, I now, of course, I know every word and every note to that song. She did not. Now, what song did they close their first set with? You might say, "Oh, it must have been one of their big hits." Uh, and the answer, of course, is "Hot Cha Hot Cha." Of course, was singing along the whole time, every word. You can sing to this? So, so hot, cha. Where are you? First time, hot, cha ran away. I'm not gonna lie, this makes complete sense that you love this band. I get such a kick out of them. I mean, and to see them in concert is incredible because they're like, they're funny, but not like in a telling jokes way, like they're doing musical humor. Don't make me I, explain what I mean I, by that. I, I hate to admit this, Rob. I know nothing about They Might Be Giants. Is that typical, that Hot Cha song? Or is that, I mean, are they just completely different, you know, across their... I would say it's not atypical. It's not totally okay. out of there. Like, they, they got a couple songs that's not a lot like that. Now, you might say, oh, Rob, did they play every song on Flood, including Minimum Wage, which is just one line and a whip crack? You know they Minimum did. Aaron, you know this? Yeah, I do know this one. Oh, my gosh. If Aaron knows it, Rob. Oh! Now this yeah. is more like it. Yeah, this one's pretty good. I like this one. Well, that's good because that's the entire song right there. That's yeah. there's no other words. Oh, you got a song. mallet instrument there. Oh yeah, yeah. This, one's, this one's pretty all right. So they played one of their albums through, right, Rob? Like front to back. They, they did not play front to back. I was wrong about okay. them doing that. But they played every song off Flood. It was Matt, so how good. many people are in the band? They might be giants. Uh, well, from what I saw in this, I don't know. Is there? Six, five, six, something Isn't like just that. Just two dudes. Might only be two. The original are just two, and then now they have the band of Dan's, of course, which is the the drummer, of the course. guitar, uh, of and the bass that are all named Dan. So, and that's fine. Um, then <laughs> what I want to show you, 
is that okay? So at the at, in the middle of their first set, they go, okay, we're going to now do something that gives you no entertainment whatsoever, and we find fun. We're going to play an entire awesome. song sonically backwards, film it, and then open our next set with it playing forwards. That sounds awesome. Okay. Right. Do you want to see them doing this? this Should I try to find awesome it real quick? Going, Rob, I, I like this. Okay, so here's here's them playing Sapphire Bullets of Love backwards. So at this point, your wife what is going to be soon? her head spinning, right? Yeah, it got to just be blowing her mind. They've memorized those how to play guys. the song backwards. <laughs> But so when you say they're playing it backwards, are they just like hitting a record? They're hitting like a play button on a tape recorder? No, or are they they're doing singing something? and playing the instruments for the song backwards. So they sing. So like wow. if you could, it, literally, if you recorded this and then literally played it backwards, it would be playing it the right way. Yes. And so the let words me, would, let the me words just play you sense. real quick. This is what the song sounds like on the album. Oh, here we go. Okay. Sapphire Bullets of Love. Ooh, it's a good song. Gunshots Pistol, Pistol shots Sorry, one more Gunshots Bullets from a revolver See, I know. I mean, I, I kind of know this album pretty well And then, if you listen to them play it forward They film it And they play it forward You hear that? Yeah And at the end, they walk off the stage backwards, so it looks like they're walking on to start. Did you just lose your mind or not? Well, maybe somebody I was with sure did. <laughs> well, I would imagine. <laughs> that was I the number one. I think that's awesome that they are, you know, they've hit the plateau where they can have shows like this, right? Yes. And then they can literally just do what they want. Yes. Artistically. Oh. I think that's awesome. And you yeah, could see it. Dream, right? Those were songs yeah. that confused my <laughs> wife at the points <laughs> at the, the <laughs> <New> Giants concert. <laughs> that was a good list. I'm not gonna, so, so they might be Giants for here in like October, November. Yeah. They were in Minneapolis, played at First Ave yeah. and all that. And I was going to go to the show only because you talk about a switch. Kind of glad it didn't go, Rob. I, I think I would have been completely confused, you know, without like having a little bit of a primer beforehand. Like, yeah, that, but so. they are. I mean, they are super. Like, they super musical. They put on a super yeah. good show. It's a great oh, concert. I can see that, yeah. But I think I would have showed up and been like, Ooh, "What did I get oh, myself into?" You know what? Like, knowing too, much. I didn't even mention the most confusing song of all that they played. Okay, the list is back on. Just wait a minute. This is what they played for their first encore. And it's a song called Fingertips, which is four minutes and 34 seconds long. But it's actually about 20 songs just jammed together. And they play it live. I hear the wind blow. I hear the wind blow. Now, you might say to yourself, well, this seems weird nerd stuff, Rob. And the answer is no. It's actually cool guy stuff. And it's so important to me that I took a video of this entire song and sent it to my two sisters. Rob, do you think it... Wait, you got sisters? You have two sisters? <laughs> Rob. I've only ever yes. heard of the one. Any chance if, if Jenny would have heard you listening to this music in college, do you ever get married to her? Yeah. Oh, she heard me listen. That's how she knows all these songs. She's But no, I'm like let's say before you guys started dating or anything. Yeah. Listen, you think Jenny has super high standards? 
Give me like a break. She, she, walks into your, she walks into your dorm room and you're having a party. You know how you always talk about Give like, me a break. You know how you always talk about like the cool music you should be playing at a party? If that's playing, what does she think? She doesn't give a shit. She probably doesn't oh. even notice I'm playing music. She couldn't care less. She's there to tell me that she wants me to do something or something. Like, <laughs> oh, we plan to go ice skating for two nights in a row. What the fuck? What are you talking about? <laughs> just, to, just, to, just to hammer home a point. When I texted on Facebook, I put on Facebook, I'm going to the Baby Giants. My sister just wrote this on Facebook. What's that blue? A random part from the song Fingertips. So, guys, it's a it's a banger. Go see They Might Be Giants if you can. Okay, it's a true artist. And now I'll tell you what, it was a little depressing because they are looking a little on the old side. Kind of bummed me out. Not me. I'm young and cool and staying up late helps. <laughs> you were the youngest guy at the, it's time at the show. Oh, it was. Actually, there's been, a lot, there's been a lot of music in the Rollings going today. I might have been the thinnest guy there, too, honestly. Oh, Matt's got something to say. I was just going to say, if if this was any other year, tonight, hit. right about now, we would be going to the King's Corner in Vegas and taking oh, yes. shots with the Richfield guys because I just true. got a text that they're heading there <laughs> just so you know because they're out oh, there no. this weekend not next weekend so. I just realized I didn't talk about the album I hit the wrong button the let's talk about the album so oh, yes. yeah man that would be bad if we were going to King's Corner right now with the Richfield guys <laughs> oh, oh, oh. my butt alcohol went up just thinking about that <laughs> big time all right, let's. Alcohol? We are talking. Shh, shh, be quiet. We are talking about <laughs> alcohol through the butt. <laughs> we are, People do this. We, that's why it's called Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, we are talking about a 1961 album, I believe. 1962, right? So this is one of the earlier albums we've done. And this is Ray Charles. Now, Ray Charles is. It's a, this is a really interesting story, actually, because. Ray Charles is a famously tough negotiator, right? He's not taking any shit from anybody. He's super uber talented. And so all of a sudden, in 1959, he gets a record contract where he gets paid $50,000 in advance, which is like a king's ransom at the time. And he gets a chance to later own his own masters, which is totally unheard of for most artists, let alone black artists at the time. So now... At this point, Ray Charles has done um, Hit the Road. He's done uh, Georgia. He's done uh, he done The Genius of Ray Charles. I think right? what I say, yeah, yeah. I love her so. I got a woman. I think all that stuff was out there by now. And all of a sudden, Ray Charles says, I'm bored. I don't want to write any more songs. I just want to interpret these songs. And he claims he used to play in a hillbilly band and he always loved country music. So he wanted to do an album that took country standards and turned them into kind of R and B swing, big band style that he was, he, he was uh, used to. So in 61, ABC Paramount says to him, listen, we love you. You have total control. And he goes, okay, I'm going to do a country and Western album. And they're like, uh, okay, so actually, I don't know if you have total control. Like, we don't know if that's a good idea. And he literally did it just to see if the record company was being truthful when they said he had total control. And amazingly, um, this guy, Sid Feller, who was his producer and his conductor for years and years, went around and found 250 country standards and had Ray wow. listen to all of them. And he picked ones out that he was going to not cover, but redo. He wanted to put his own style on a lot of these. And he said that there's, he said it was really easy for him because there's so many similarities between country music and blues music. Mm. He said that, you know, both blues and country music, you, you say, quote, they're not as dressed up. And the people would be very honest and say, look, I miss you, darling. I went and got drunk in the bar. And he said, now music is more like, I miss you, darling. So I went and ate dinner for one. He's like, Blues and country, you're going to the bar and you're getting hammered. So we got that in common. 
Just to let you know where we are at the time in 62, this knocks number one album off, which is West Side Story soundtrack. So wow. we're still in that wow. kind of that early, early music time, really back with the, not Bob Hope, like you guys said earlier, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. Right? He's telling us all about baseball. Rob, I can go get my vinyl copy if you want me to read off the songs for you guys. Did you know that that, that uh, bit, Bob Newhart, was updated for the de designated hitter? A lot of people don't get that. He's like, hey, this guy over here, he's a hitter, and that's all he does? What, did he not sign? He de-signed? He's designated? Oh, boy, I'm not good at this anymore. I'm Bob Newhart, but I'm losing my mind. Uh, listen, by the end of 62, okay, all of a sudden, this totally changed. This, this album is insanely popular. Everybody's buying it. It's huge, and it Nashville country publishers all of a sudden have their heyday because now everybody wants to come and get a hold of these country songs and start writing them. Uh, Buck Owens, Willie Nelson said this album was a huge influence on them. And oh, after wow. this album, he really didn't have another number one hit, or he didn't have any more hits really after this album. This was kind of his last big swing. This is 62. And then he got into heroin. He did all this stuff, and he didn't outsell this album mm. until his death. Uh in the years, which I definitely remember. I remember, but I remember seeing him like do Diet Pepsi ads. Like it's to think that his heyday was 62 is crazy. So let's get into modern sounds of country and Western. We're going to start with, uh, I, I have tried to put the songs that were covered first. I'm going to give you guys a full history lesson on this. Oh, wow. The first really song, of course, it. is Bye Bye Love. Shenandoah, Iowa represent Everly Brothers. Everly Brothers. Alive or not alive, Aaron? I don't know. I think dead, probably. Oh, Aaron, don't be depressing. And here's Ray Charles' version. And you can hear what he does to it. It's this big band, swing. Yeah. This is an absolutely killer opening, it's isn't it? It's, it's, got, yeah, it's a great start. It's got pace. Some of the songs in this album are a little slower, but this one's got, like, <laughs> yes. tempo. There's a beat to it. The backup yeah, singers are killing it. Right. Fantastic if the whole album sounded like song. this, you'd be like, yeah, I'll put this on any time. You, you bet. But this you is, know the other thing? Yes. It's a two-minute song. Two-minute yes. song, yeah. in and out. Yeah. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caution people. Be careful if you're listening to this album. If you get the album off Amazon Music, it is 24 songs. This album should only be 12. They jam together the first and second volume of this album into one thing, and it's way, way too long. Just the 12 songs is kind of a perfect length. Did you know that George Harrison covered this song? No. Do you want to guess what it's about? Bye, bye. But he, he changed it. He wrote bye, bye, comma, love. So do you want to guess when, what it was uh, about? When, when what's his name? Took his wife. Yes, Eric Clapton. He's wow. singing Eric about Clapton, Eric Clapton. Yeah. And in fact, he changed the lyrics. Listen to this. He literally name checks Eric Clapton in the name, says, I hope Clapper's happy too. So another song about his best friend deep dicking his wife. So something to think about. <laughs> Uh, I just like that he's like, oh, I can't believe this guy had sex with my wife. I better write three or four songs about it. Then Eric Clapton writes Layla, one of the biggest hits of all time. He's like, damn it. This hey, guy even Rob, writes better songs about fucking my wife. Fuck. Rob, we should start a new FX series called Deep Dick and His Wife. And the first season <laughs> would be Eric Clapton and George Harrison. And the second one would be Hulk Hogan and that other guy. <laughs> You're right, brother. Brother. <laughs> Oh, I just 
Guys, after we do this recording, should we go find the Hulk Hogan sex tape and play it? Uh, we we got to see what it be like, like the right? seventh time we've done that. We already. at least <laughs> got to get to the Queen episode next week first. It's it's like, it stuff. looks like baloney on top of more baloney. It's so weird. Uh, all right. Listen, next up, we've got You Don't Know Me. It's originally done by Eddie Arnold in 56. My heart is beating. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, this is kind of slow, a little boring. This song, just to let you know, got up to number two on the Hot 100. And then you say hello, and I can hardly speak. My heart is One thing I was going to say about this one is, this is a really beautiful song. I loved it. If there were one slow song, I would have loved this, but there's too many of them later on, don't you think? There are a lot of slow songs on this album. I mean, this yeah. is a this is a grandma album for me. This reminds me a lot of my grandma and the music she used to listen to. I think this this album is giving off major. You're at your grandma's for the summer vibes. This is what's on. This is what's playing on the record player. Uh, in that song, just to let you know, he he says he's never known the art of making love. Okay, now if you guys made love as an artist, what artist would best signify you making love? Okay, Picasso obviously what, he's the. Well, don't pick the only one Rob knows. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'll say Matisse because I'm big into pointillism. <laughs> Just the pointillism. I, I would say like I'm a Monet. It looks pretty good from far away, but if you get up close, it's just a disaster. Is that right? Is that a Monet or not? Wait yeah, a minute. Yes, that is Monet. Wait a minute though. We needed to go back in time. Okay, Listen. I'm going to say Surratt because I'm big into pointillism. You know, just the point. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Worth it. Man, if you're going to make love, what artist would you be? Uh, I'm just Googling. Oh, my God. If you say the artist formerly known time. as Prince, that's such that's a good answer. That's what I was going to say. Shit. I'll just go. Let's see. Who's somebody I know on this list here? Leonardo da Vinci. Michael. I'll go with Michelangelo. He's a party Ooh, dude. That's nice. That's a good one. Yeah. He could really sculpt. Half as much. <laughs> Hank Williams Sr. Okay. His rowdy friends weren't coming over quite as often. But Hank hated this song. He didn't like recording it. Don't we have a Hank Williams top ready on the yeah. top yeah. list somewhere? Yeah. We've Real got, soon. if you want to hear a shitload of Hank Williams songs, listen to our, listen to our yeah, upcoming episode. Right up. We actually have a really fun run coming up. I got to say, guys, if you look at it. I, this is one where I, I kind of prefer the Hank Williams version to, to the Ray Charles version. Well, uh, if you'd love but listen to that voice. I mean, I mean he's, yeah. he's got a voice and he uses those tones where he comes in like... Aaron is Ray Charles on your Mount Rushmore of male singers. He's not, but I don't know. I mean, if, if someone were to put him on their Mount Rushmore, I wouldn't argue. For me, my Mount Rushmore of male singers is probably Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, Freddie Mercury. Uh, maybe B.B. King. I don't know who the, who the fourth would be, but I don't think Ray Charles would make it. But I could see somebody putting him on there. I can tell you who would want Ray Charles on the, uh, on the Mount Rushmore for, is the guy who has to carve out the eyes. Oh. I mean, when he's just doing the glasses, that'd be so much easier. Like, it's like, oh, God, thank God. These pupils, it's so... I mean, how do you even carve that into rock? doesn't even make True. sense. I would put Rush on there as well. Uh, I love you so much. This is Floyd so Tillman from 48. Much. It hurts me. Oh. Darling, that's, that's why. why. Pass. 
Did you just say pass? Yeah. Pass Floyd Tillman. Not into that one. What if he's still alive and he hears this? Just like Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, this is, listen to the string arrangement. The one from Theranos or? But you can see who's buying this album, right? It's guys who liked Floyd Tillman in 48 and now has a record player and a family at home. This almost sounded like a, a bad like 50s movie soundtrack to me, like a Julie Andrews movie or something like that with the backup singers and all the strings. And to me, this is like almost two albums in one. There's the quick, you know, songs that have pace and energy. And then there's these slow ones that just drag. Uh, yeah, this one's like... These are these are some of the slowest songs we've heard in our entire. Yeah. You know, when, when old people can't figure out phones, and then you find out they're listening to shit like this, it all makes sense, right? Like they can't keep up with a fucking phone. You're trying to get them to set up a phone, and and they're listening to music like that. They can't handle it. Come on, listen, Eddie Arnold, forty eight, just a little loving. Just a little loving. Now, I love this because I don't mind this original. We'll go long way. But you really hear Ray Charles giving a little and R&B, make making a little bit more swing. Listen to this. Just that beat with the brass. See, this one's got a little more pep in its step. I like this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This feels like it could be... So the other one was a Julie Andrews like movie from the 60s or 50s. This feels like it could be like a John Candy movie, right? Like yeah, John Candy's oh, waltzing yeah. around like yeah, a so kitchen or something. Or, I like that. I was also thinking like Audrey Hepburn just like floating down the street. Be the similar era. It feels like a John Hughes movie from 1994. Don't you think, Matt? Yeah. Walking into New York yeah, at Christmas yes. time. To me, there were 80s movie songs on this one, and there were 50s movie songs. That's a, good, that's a really good point. I, I could see this as being a soundtrack to a movie I saw recently where a woman was in a pawn shop, and she got caught stealing. And the owner <laughs> said that he would call the cops unless she did one little thing. So, uh, Ted Daffin and his Texans, great steel guitar. This, is, uh, this song is from 42. 42. Whoa. I do love the old-timey oh, recording yeah, like, with yeah. the static. And... Uh, that's Born to Lose. And, of course, here's this. I... Born to Lose. I kind of like the original the original better, I got to admit. That's weird. I actually like the Ray Charles one on this one. <laughs> Rob, we can't, we can't get together in this album. Yeah. I don't know, Aaron. It's kind of though we're kind of the odd couple. Yeah, I guess. Because we'd have threesomes a lot. All right, Ted Daffin and his Texans. Uh, doing Worried Mind from 1940. This Ted Daffin, he got it going on. For a name with Ted Daffin, that's pretty good. They were kind of rocking pretty hard for 1940. And when I was Is that down, an accordion? You just left me there. I mean, if you went out to a bar I and you heard this, so, and it was like, oh, this is really kind of the fastest music of the time, you'd be a little bummed, I think. Worried mind. Look at this. I, I put this in because I wanted you to hear the piano playing. Oh, it's pretty good. I like the piano here. It's Ray on the piano, isn't I, it? I like oh, yeah. the piano, but then if you go forward a little bit further, then this the choir comes in, the, the singers that just feel old and that slow. Stuff, yeah, that and, the and it, it ruins it for me. The strings really don't do it. This for stuff me. here, right? Yeah, pass. I kind of want to put this at the end of our show as a third sound effect. <laughs> I, I, w I will say, though, we might be being too hard with some of this stuff. Like, what are we comparing it to? Like, if you compare it to most of these older ones, I guess Aaron and Rob, you guys have gone back and forth on a few of them. But 
some of these, like the opening song on this track for like 1962, that's pretty fantastic, isn't it? Well, here, let's get to the second oldest song on this list, 1940s. This is It Makes No Difference. I don't worry cause I mean, it makes no difference now. Think if we did this podcast in the 40, in like 45, guys, we'd be fucked for, <laughs> for a lot of reasons, actually. <laughs> Mostly that I'd be a general in the army. I like the lightness of this stuff. And this is his version, big band. He actually got some of the players from Count Basie's band. Oh, also a bit of lightness. I mean, it's just a now, build. this one, Matt, feels like something's gone wrong with John Candy's love life, and he's walking walk <laughs> yeah. around through like a park and not just feeling good about drink, himself. Looking right? down to the ground and putting his hands up in yes. the air. And, yeah. Yes, I tried. Then he takes a couple jujitsu classes and it actually solves a lot of problems. <laughs> Let things happen as they will. You win again. Hank Williams, 52. Yeah, this also now, is a great Hank Williams song. Originally, when Hank Williams did this, he wanted to call it I Lose Again. <laughs> and his manager's like, you can't call Williams it this. Song. This is a great song. And so here's Ray Charles with You Win Again. I like that idea where he's like, he wanted to call it. I lose again. Like, just the most depressing country shit. I mean, I don't think Hank was well. No. No, I've got a little stuff with him with the Hey Good Look in here. I don't think he does. I don't I, I don't think he... Uh, I don't want to be negative about this album because I, I do think it's important, but I don't... I don't I don't think Ray does all of the Hankisms that I like on Hank's track that, that mm-hmm. I wish he would do because I know he can do them. Kind of the, I like that kind of yodel type sound yeah. that he can put on. I just you don't don't hear it as much. Now, careless love is based on. It's not a. It's not so much of a of this the standard. But I put this on because it's the oldest one yet. Nineteen twenty five. Okay, nineteen twenty five. I don't even think they had Game Boys back then. This is Louis Armstrong on the cornet. Oh, it is. Ooh, fun. Ray's version, careless love. A big fool. Uh, uh. I'm pretty sure this might be during the uh, uh, an adult scene in the movie White Men Can't Jump with Rosie Perez, if I remember correctly. <laughs> that scene may or may not be burned into Russell's brain. It may or may not be. May or may not. Oh my god! Little side boob. Little side boob. Yep, little <laughs> oh my god! You guys, it's burning a mad spray too. It sounds like. <laughs> no. I love seeing stuff to jack off to, and I also love two-on-two basketball. Hmm, what would be the perfect movie for me? And, and if and it would Jeopardy. be the perfect guy for that guy that Matt was talking about who makes your mama jokes. Or the guy who was at Rob's concert, That's your true. mama jokes. That's true. Uh, I can't stop loving. And fruits that start with oh, the letter Oh, one thing Q. I wanted to mention. Um, Careless Love. So all, these are, are, all of these are covers by Ray Charles. And it turns out that someone else has covered Ray Charles. What? And it's our own Jeff Beck who just recently passed Whoa. away. Timely. So I thought we could give Jeff Beck a little, a little props here. He covered a song by Ray Charles that was written in 1957. The song is called In My Own Tears. And I thought we could play the Jeff Beck version of In My Own Tears to honor Jeff Beck here. That's the blues. There we go. Props to Jeff Beck. People seem to really love him, too. Like, everything you read this week was like, you know, people seemed like they really enjoyed him as a musician and a person, so that's cool. 
Yeah, I saw Robert Plant. His gift was enormous, and he took his place alongside with the virtuosos of his time. Brian Wilson called him a genius guitar player. The Edge, Matt's favorite, The Edge, said he was punk rock before punk rock and one of the most inventive guitar players ever. And then, uh, uh, is it Brian Taylor from Queen? Brian May. Brian May. Brian May said Jeff Beck was the absolute pinnacle of guitar play. That's so I thought it was pretty cool. That, um, go ahead, Matt. I, I think I'm just going to start calling him David Evans. No more of the edge. I'm just going to call him David, David Evans. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to start calling him David Evans. Uh, you, you, talk about Dave, you talk about old Dave Evans from Dave U2? Evans. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Hey, Sorry. Dave <laughs> Evans said he was punk rock before punk. To Jeff Beck. One of the most inventive guitar players ever. To Jeff Beck. We give you an official Beck to Better Funeral, funeral Service. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Jeff Beck, don't let, don't let anything hold you back. If the scat man can do it, so can you. Now, I noticed I didn't get any voicemails about the scat man, so something to think about. It, on an album that celebrates covers, I thought we needed to celebrate a cover. So when it comes to covering Ray Charles, who did it better? Jeff Beck did it better. <laughs> uh, now, these last two, I think I ran out of time for my bit or I didn't care anymore because this is just I Can't Stop Loving You. I didn't even pick a place for this song to start. I can't stop Just go to 30 seconds. You're right. Let's go to 30 seconds. This was the top single off this album, the this biggest the hit, do the best. and is in the Grammy Hall of Fame. Okay, it, it batted, uh, it's not surprising, it batted 275 with uh, 300 home runs, so that makes There's sense. A Grammy Hall of Fame? What the hell? Like, Wait, you've already got you, a Grammy. No, 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 I said Grammy, Grammy not Granny, Aaron. Don't get, you're on your computer, you're typing it in, don't. <laughs> isn't, the, isn't the Grammy the Hall of Fame itself? Like, you, get, you already won the award. What if you found out your grandmother didn't make it into the Grammy Hall of Fame? Would that be such a bummer? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, come on. Especially if she didn't make the vote because she... Didn't get to the requisite 5% in her first year because she was a juicer. Oh, no. <laughs> she was out there doing PEDs. She had blood on her sock. She oh. was having like Metamucil or something <laughs> like that. Rob, who's on your granny Mount Rushmore? Oh, okay. <laughs> my, my granny Mount Rushmore. Well, I'm just, I think one spot does have to be taken up by the Golden Girls, right? I think all four of them, you got Estelle Getty, the other ones. Those, those, old, those old ladies, they are definitely up there on the granny uh, Mount Rushmore. I would can say I, another. Can I have a nomination? Yes. I'd like to nominate the the grandma from Happy Gilmore. Yep. My oh, yeah, fingers hurt. Yep. Is she the same? Isn't that the same lady who's also in the Wedding Singer? Because then she could get. No, nope. she could have one spot. No, I was gonna, the the, Did, the lady with the meatballs. Lady? Yeah, I love to see you eat them. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I I found myself the other day saying to the girls, I was making them sloppy joes. So of course I, I kept telling sloppy them over and over, I make them extra sloppy. I know you kids like them sloppy, and they're like, "What Just is that?" The way from? I and like, I'm like I don't yeah. even know anymore. It's, it's, it's Billy, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah. Um, I would say another granny is the granny. Sloppy Joe, sloppy, sloppy Joe. Right. The, the granny from something about. Mary, where you see her boobs, they're really low. That made yes. me laugh like crazy. That was a great granny oh, bit. We the uh, the last one. I know the last one. What's the last? Mona, one? Mona. <laughs> <laughs> and folks, that's your She's granny. Technically a grandma. Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, to all those grannies out gilf, there, right? We salute you. We okay. Salute Stop you. saying kill Russell. I'm saluting the grannies out there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Grannies, okay, you buy the candy that nobody really likes. Your house yes. has a very distinct smell that you can't ever quite replicate. 
They buy the they buy those brown looking shoes that no one else would yeah. ever buy. You got stockings still. God only knows when those are big. And uh, you may have driven the wrong way through a drive-through with me once in the car, and it was awkward because I'm in the passenger side, so you're right there. You're right there at the passenger side. You're right by the door window if you drive through the wrong way. But you do get your food very quickly, it turns out. All right. So thank you, Grannies, again. Uh, next up, we have Hey, Good turns Looking. Out. Okay, of course, a Hank Williams song. Now, Hank Williams gave this to Jimmy Dickens. He's, he said, listen, you got to record this. You'll be a star. Williams wrote it and then said, ah, the song's too good. Did not give it to Jimmy Dickens at all. Recorded it himself. Now, this is fun as shit. Like, Ray really turns this out. Yeah. The sandwich, the, the bread on the okay. sandwich of an album is amazing. The, the yes. beginning and ending is a killer. Yeah. Now, if I played this in the office working with HR Susan every day, do you think eventually she'd get the point that... <laughs> just something to think about. Listen, guys, we don't have time to talk about this. Let's do our to your mind all day. rating system. I can't remember how the person starts. Did it hurt? She felt <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Hey, she you want to have a baby? Oh, God damn it, Aaron. That's the one I was going to say. Oh, Rob's sorry. making it rain. With, joke. I apologize. Rob's making it rain with $2 bills on Friday afternoons. <laughs> it's called a fly because it can take you up to heaven. Listen, uh, we are oh. talking about album ah. 127, okay? Modern Sounds of Country and... Guys, we got two kinds of music here, country and Western. Uh, is this album at 126, okay? The album of old country classics, okay? And for those of you still listening, by the way, uh, message the backline. I'll send you $5, okay? I'll send you $10 <laughs> at this point. It would be incredible <laughs> if anybody was still listening to this. Do you think this album uh, of modern sounds of country and Western... It's almost none of those things. None of none of the words in the title of this song of this album are correct, right? It's not country western. It's not a modern sound. I don't know why I had to explain my joke there because I don't think I was getting any reaction from my co-hosts. So something for them to think about, something to work on for the new year. Okay, we all have New Year's resolutions. Some of us are trying to improve ourselves, and some of us are trying to get others to help them improve their vision of themselves and how they feel about themselves. All right. So is this album at one twenty six a great fit? Okay, uh, would this be just like a free book in the mail with an autograph? This is Rolling Well-Toned at 127 is a perfect place for it. That is Rolling Well-Toned. Is this album Rolling Boned? It should have been higher up. Okay, probably, I don't know, Beach Boys, Beatles, Ray Charles, Modern Sounds of Country and Western. I think I think that order might sound right. If you do, that would be a Rolling Boned. Kendrick it got Lamar. boned. Or do you think Lauren this Hill. album should be lower? Okay. Should it be lower on the list? Lower than 126. That would be rolling grown. You don't especially think this album should be so high. And why would you say that? Okay. It's got such classics as. No, it's got Hey Good Looking on it, which was, if you notice, I did the Hank Williams version for the parody song. Uh, so, uh, Aaron, what do you think? Rolling Well Toned, Rolling Bone, and Rolling Grown. I think that Bye Bye Love, I Can't Stop Loving You, and Hey Good Looking are as good of a song as were recorded at the time they were recorded. And since I think they belong in the museum with what American music was, yep. was sounded like what's great about American music. I think other parts of the album really drag for me. And um, I think it's a, a very important album. Ray, Ray Charles is an important artist, but I might have to give it a slight rolling groan. Yeah. I, uh, Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned rolling bone we're rolling grown. And also, this is going to reflect on your song, judgment of the song Shake Your Tail Feather from the movie The Blues Brothers. So something to think about. Oh, a great song. Oh, man, that's hard. Oof. 
I will say I was really torn on this one. To me, Ray Charles is s- such a, an amazing musician. Like we could probably name dozens of, of bands or musicians we've listened to so far that don't, you know, even hold hold a candle towards him in terms of talent and what he can do and the music he makes. I, the three songs that Aaron said also blew me away. I love those songs. But for me, there were too many of the the slow songs with the big choir in the back that just felt really dated to me. And I, I had a hard time getting through those, even though I will say those were shorter. But if this were more 80s John Candy type music, uh, 80s movie music, I would have been all in on this yep. one. But the songs that were too slow Brilliant. were just a bit too slow for me. So I'm going to say it's rolling grown a little too high on the list. I got to say, this is an all time low college vibe album. OK, you got this college. You got this album <laughs> on your college vibe. There's a very high chance you're using sheepskin condoms. So something to think about. <laughs> Uh, Matt, I what can't you- stop loving <laughs> Oh, he only plays that song when he's banging his girlfriend. Don't open the door. <laughs> uh, Matt, what do you think? Rolling Roll Tone, Rolling Bone, or Rolling Groan? Uh, I think it's Rolling Groan. I don't get it. I mean, like you just said, the, the country and western. Uh, Ray Charles is an artist. Awesome. This album just makes no sense to me. All the big band, all of the fluff on top of it. I love 90% of the, uh, original songs better, I think, because I think they actually are country and Western songs. So again, I'm probably just not reading it right or something, you know, but I, it's just, it's confusing as hell to me. So I'm going to say it's rolling grown. I think if I had a time machine, I would go back in time to 1962 and I would place a bet on the 1987 Twins to win the World Series. And then I would just kind of wait around. You know, like when you get to an appointment too early and you realize you showed up early, but you have to act like you wanted to be there early. That's what I would do. All right. So something to think about. Actually, guys, unfortunately, you're all incorrect. Okay. You are all incorrect. Son of a bitch. Yep. I know. It's tough. Guys, this is a rolling Lil Nas X incubation. Okay. Incubation? Yeah, watch this. Ray Charles, okay, led the way for so many artists we see today. I mean, we see all these country cross, like pop R&B crossovers, right? Taylor Swift, Garth Brooks, Shania Twain. And the crazy thing is, every artist I mentioned there was white. He was doing this in 62, right? I mean, think of this, like literally our version of this right now is Lil Nas X, right? An outwardly queer black artist rap artist who's doing country. He is the modern sounds of country Western for us now. And that makes sense. Don't look too far into it. Listen, that's impressive, Rob. Thank you very much. I thought it was very smart. Listen, you thought that nobody cared about old style country music. The real question is, Oh, I can't believe I wrote this. What kind of loser would spend the best years of his life studying opera? Who would give a shit about opera music? Nobody would care about that. Definitely not devote a large chunk of their life to it. Not important. And guys, looking into the Zoom, I can barely see you. There's a very strong light behind you. All I see is a little silhouette of you guys. Uh, you're scaramouching your faces up against the glass to listen to this next album. But first, we have to go on the website that's sponsoring tomorrow's, uh, that's sponsoring next week's episode. Uh, go to Fandango.com. It's a site about movie tickets because apparently there's 50 sites to fucking do that. So just to let you guys know there's a storm coming in. So I heard that there are thunderbolts and lightning and the news said it was very, very frightening. So uh, next up, we have Galileo by the Indigo Girls. Oh, wait, no, it's Night oh. of the Opera by Queen. <laughs> Ooh, that was worth it. That was good. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. You know Beelzebub? Oh, God damn it. Any Beelzebub songs? Oh, shit. <laughs> if you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Back 
did okay, it so I'm going to do a little tournament for you guys. Okay, tell me which joke you like better. Okay, we're going to do a little bracket. Do you like this one? Hey, Russell, I, I taught you something for your upcoming trip to France. Veux-tu m'épouser? Just say that to her at the top of the... Veux-tu m'épouser? Just say that and you'll... <laughs> she'll, could we do it, we do it backwards, the sonic version, like they might be giants? <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, do you like that joke or do you like the joke that the uh, porta potty kid is named Yo-Yo Ma? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Oh, I get it because of the... Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a joke, Russell? You can put it in here. I was going to maybe put that lady who had the kid in the porta potty. Maybe she be, deserves to be on the Granny Hall of Fame if she ever had a if her kid had a kid. Yeah, it's probably about that age now. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, I had this kid in a public bathroom. We're let's, we're moving up. She's in her thirties. It's about time. <laughs> All right, save, save, oh, God. delete. <laughs> Save, he says.